Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan. As I was saying before with the caller's point about the ums, you can't resist it anymore. You can't fight it. It's going to happen anyway. It just needs to happen sooner than later. And watching Maldonado, the way he was framing pitches, aggressively, it's annoying. And all night long, that home plate up was getting every call wrong. It was frustrating watching that game. You can't have a guy like that ruin the game. And you, whether you call you know, an egregious call, some of them that are close, all right, eh, it's part of baseball. But the egregious ones ruin at-bats. Ruining at-bats ruins games. Too many times it happens now. And you can't have it. It's time to implement the robo-ums. Get them set. Let's go, Manford. Get them out there. And that's me saying it who as, I was going to say, I'm as old school or as a traditionalist, as much of a traditionalist as Bob Costas. But don't want to bring up that example. Uh, at the current time. 877-337-6666. But for me to say that is saying something. I hate replay. I don't want robo-umps. I want real umps. But these guys have just gotten so bad. And because of the K-zone or whatever you call it on the screen, that makes it even worse because now we all see what's a ball or a strike. And it makes it look way worse as opposed to leaving it up to the imagination. When you actually have that square box in there, it's bad. John is calling from Belmore. What's up, John? Hi, this is John. Uh, hi, Sal. Hi, John. I'm about the Yankees and Boone. I don't understand why Matt Carpenter was playing today. Uh, basically, it was an extended spring training game for him. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees treated this game. You're right. They wanted to get Montas some work. They wanted to see what Clark Schmidt could do in a big spot. They wanted to get Carpenter back, get his feet under what? him in a lineup. That's another thing I don't understand. How is Greg Weissert, Montas, and Castro in the in the bullpen? Well, Amon ain't used. I don't, Amon I don't, ain't used. I don't, I don't and and Licky, a lefty, well, is who, off the roster when they only have Peralta as a lefty in the bullpen. Well, who would you – you lost me there a little bit. You have a problem with Weissert and Castro being on the roster? And like you well, you have three basically guys that are not a. No one has faith in them. I don't think any any Yankee fan doesn't have faith in Castro, Weissert, or Montas. Well, I would trust uh, Castro and Weissert more than I would Clark Schmidt or Frankie Montas. Well, I agree, but also, why was Licky wasn't even used in the uh, ALDS and he was on the roster? Right, and they don't want to. They didn't want to use him. I guess they don't trust him at all. It's crazy that Boone. They, they, they must. They love Clark Schmidt. Something about his breaking ball against lefties. I mean, they have an affinity for for Clark Schmidt. Meanwhile, he's you know coughed it up twice already this postseason. Montas is a guy they were high on, and you know was a good pitcher at one point. That's why they traded to get him at the deadline. He's just not any good. He's been horrible with the Yankees, and now. You're going to take him, who was horrible anyway, coming off of an injury, and you're going to insert him into a postseason close game? I mean, you're asking for it. I just, that I don't understand. I'd rather see Castro in that spot. Well, I don't understand why Herman ain't being used. If, if Herman wasn't going to be used, 
to piggyback with Tyone, when are you going to use him? You're not going to use him probably in a Cortez, Cole, or Severino start. He, At least you hope not. The way, At least you hope not. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That, that's exactly right, John. The, the way Boone explained it was that Herman is going to be their long guy, and they haven't had that that situation arise yet. So what's he there just as insurance as one, if one of the starters don't have it? I mean, that's it. Well, Mont- has Montas even relieved before? What are you expecting from him? Good question. Can he be a long man? You're going to get a, you're going to expect him to pitch an inning every other day or something? Or? I think that was a, hey, let's see. I think that was a trial. I, I honestly believe that. I'd be stunned if you see Montas again in a game that was closed. Yeah, I don't understand it. Right now, the only lefty reliever they have is uh, Peralta. Peralta, yeah, but they, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Weiser in the game. Well, I mean, yeah, who knows? We'll see what he could do. I mean, these young guys, you worry about them in their first postseason. They like Clark Schmidt, though, and thanks for the call, John. They like Clark Schmidt against the lefty. Um, you know, these these teams now, righties have stuff. And remember, it happened with the Mets where people were saying, "Oh, who's your best lefty in the bullpen? Who do you trust the most to get a lefty out?" And it was Seth Lugo, who's a righty. They like the way his stuff plays against lefty. So you have a similar situation maybe with Clark Schmidt. Yanks are, you know, Boone has shown now he's looking to go to Clark Schmidt in tight spots, and Clark Schmidt has not got the job done. He got out of the fifth, the jam, and then they pressed their luck, and he gave up two homers. But, again, we're focusing, I think, too much on the wrong area here. Clark Schmidt wasn't great. Montas shouldn't be on the roster. Yankees' bullpen, as we said, coming in was going to be an issue. But they lost this game because they didn't hit. It's more about the lineup. And even more than the bottom of the order or the question marks in the order, why have Carpenter DH? Why have Connor Falefa back at short? Why not have Cabrera in the outfield? More than that, it's about Torres. It's about Judge. 0 for 8 with three strikeouts combined those two. It's about Donaldson. It's about Carpenter. 0 for 7 with 7 strikeouts. Can't have that happen. You're not going to win like that when you're 1, 2, 5, and 6 hitters. Take an over and you strike out mm, 10 times between them. John is calling from Fishkill, New York. What's up, John? Good morning, Sal. Good morning, John. Hey, you know why I'm calling Sal? This is great. All this anti-Donaldson talk and anti-Conifalefa talk, you know how you get older sometimes when you root for a team, you root for a certain player and you become your favorite player on that team. Mm. But for the last couple of years, my favorite Yankee was Giovanni Urshela. And please explain to me what was thinking behind Cashman trading into Minnesota. I guess he wanted more power out of third-base position but if you look at his stats, I asked your producer to bring up the stats. I think Urshela had the same home runs and RBIs as Donaldson, and he hit like 60 points higher. When? This year you're what, talking I about mean, or prior? Times, Yankee fans wish they had Urshela back at third rather than Donaldson. When, right when Brian Cashman made the trade, he said that they upgraded both offensively and defensively at third base. I oh, thought, I thought that's what he said. I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I remember because I was like, what? I could not believe that he said defensively. I could get that he said offensively, although 
Gio Urshela hit some clutch homers for the Yanks. I mean, Gio Urshela, he was one of the few bats in the lineup, like LeMahieu, that you trusted to be clutch and put the bat on the ball in a big spot. So I'm with you. (laughs) I always like, and I thought he was an excellent defender, but they're telling you that Donaldson's a better defender, and obviously they're telling you that Donaldson was a better offensive player. He has a better resume, but that doesn't mean that he's been a better player, and obviously he is not. The Yanks have downgraded at third base. Thank you, thank you. And like I said, if you bring up the stats, I think the the home runs and RBIs were very similar. And I know he hit about 60 points higher. And plus, he played like 40 more games. Are you talking about when, though? What year? Are you talking about this year? This year. Just, okay. uh, this year. Yeah, we could, look, we, we could look it up. But either way, it doesn't yeah. matter because, like I said, Cashman thought that they were – he wanted he, – he loved Donaldson for different yeah. reasons. This And this is also a longer-term commitment. It wasn't just, oh, let's get him on his walk year – on a contract right. that's running out. They, Cashman wanted Donaldson to come here, change the culture in the clubhouse a little bit. Maybe not the culture entirely. And I hate that word anyway. It gets overused. Yeah. Who even knows what the hell it means? But bring a little <laughs> bit of an edge. Bring an edge to that clubhouse. And he said better defensively and offensively, which I could not believe. Gio Urshela finished 285, 13 homers, 64 RBI. Uh, OPS 767. Do you had a decent year? What's uh, wrong with that? I mean, no, no, nothing. And now let's look up, uh, let me look up Donaldson's numbers here. <laughs> Thank you for doing this, Sal. I appreciate no, it. No, <laughs> no problem. Uh, what the hell? I got uh, an hour, almost two hours to go. Anyway. I know, I know. Um, but it just angers me because all this anti Donaldson talk, I'm saying, you had a guy, and I promise you, Rochelle's not making 25 million a year. Donaldson. So care about well, well, no, that's the other thing. And then next year, he's on, they're on the hook for another 20, and then the buyout the following hey. year at eight. Donaldson, yeah, he's hitting 222, 15 homers, 62 ribbies, and the OPS is worse at .682 as opposed to uh, Urshela, who was in the sevens. I just, I, look, the reason why I was okay with Urshela being on the move, you have to give to get something. Right. And, you know, from that aspect, sure, but I did not like the move of going all in for Josh Donaldson. But it, don't you find it ironic that to give to get something, but to get something... The two most critical Yankees are Falefa and Donaldson right now. The two guys they got. Well, I wouldn't put kind of Falefa in that, you know, in that level. I mean, I think okay. IKF right now, his defense has come under fire, and really, he's been disappointing defensively all year long. That's been an right. issue where they thought they were getting a great defensive player in kind of Falefa. I remember watching him early on, thinking, "What the hell." Um, <laughs> Yeah, I did not think he was the defensive wizard that they were talking about. Now, maybe that'd be different at third base, but they have him playing at shortstop. So what do I care if he's at, you know, if he's better at third base, he's playing shortstop for the Yankees. And you can see early on that he was not a a great defender. And look, in that trade, the idea for me was Kiner Falefa. They got their shortstop that way. And even Rortvet at the time, remember, we thought, John, and thank you for the call, appreciate you checking in, we thought that maybe Rortvet was going to be, Ben Rortvet was going to be an answer at catcher. And I think I was just most excited that Gary Sanchez was going the other way. With Sanchez going the other way, That's that was the exciting part. Just to get rid of him... I think showed a lot from Brian Cashman. But anyway, you know, Donaldson, it was, eh, I don't know if I like Donaldson, but sure, all right, you'll take a flyer on him. Kiner Flev, I thought, was a centerpiece, and maybe thinking they'd get uh, help at catcher from Rortvet 
at the time, remember, uh, Jose Trevino was not with the Yanks. They needed a catcher. Rort Vett hurt. They go get Trevino. Worked out well for him anyway in that regard, where Trevino was an all-star. Taco, oh, hold on a sec. Taco Frank calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco Frank? What's going on, man? Rough night. Taco Frank, who's getting ready for a very busy weekend between the Phillies and the Yankees. Yeah, a lot of games, man. Clark Schmidt sucks. <laughs> I, I don't fight baseball, man. Mont- Montez has been garbage since the day we got him. The lineup's garbage. I don't know how you throw Carpenter in the huge at bats after he doesn't hit two months. Same reason, like, I, anybody calling in saying about DJ and, and Ben Attendee, as great as it is to have him back, they haven't played. You know, they're coming back after all this time, man. IKF needs to sit. You know, play play the kids. It's it's just it's frustrating to sit there and watch it. And, you know, you don't know if Boone's making these calls or, you know, if they're coming from above or what. Well, I mean, I do think it's a, um, you know, they, they're both working. A cooperation between the, uh, you know, collaborative effort, right, is what they call it, the collaborative effort with Boone and Cashman front office thing. But that lineup, Taco, you know, you look at that lineup, you're saying that's data-driven 1,000%, especially with Cabrera out of there. How do you justify having Cabrera out when he's been a bright spot for this team? Dude, I, I, I saw the lineup, and right away I just, Hear your voice. <laughs> oh, I can hear the, can hear the two a.m. show show coming in, man. And and Robo Umps, I got to tell you, I saw a game this year um, on TV, and you don't know the difference, you know. Like so, I I was against it forever, and I, I'm an old school guy with everything. You got to go to it, and either that or you got to get the box off the TV because it drives everybody nuts seeing how many calls are wrong. But if if you have the Robo Umps, they have the piece in their ear. You know, you have a regular ump behind the plate. If you've seen any of these games, because oh, he's just he's just calling it off the off whatever the computer says. If if you're at the game, you don't notice the difference, and if you're watching it on TV, there's no difference at all because he's making the call, and the player can't really argue anything. You know, because <laughs> the call is being made. The ump, you, you know, even if you wanted to argue with the ump, the ump didn't really make the call. Right, so, you'd get you know, the ump they're, to they're still there. The ump would give you the old shrug emoji. Well, it wasn't me. I don't know. They told me it was a ball. Sorry, or they told me it was a strike. Sorry. I think you got to make that switch, and then uh, not to transition off of this real quick, man. But uh, before you let me go, the, the wife's pretty upset, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but one of the few days of the year that is really all hers is, is Black Friday. We do the shopping. We're up early. We're doing the stuff for the kids. Did you see they added an NFL game starting next year now on uh, on the day after Thanksgiving there, too? Yeah, not this year, the no, following year. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's she terrible. She saw that come across ESPN, man, and she, you know, she was not happy. <laughs> yeah, well, not happy. I wonder why, Taco Frank, you're going to the Phillies game on Friday, Yankees game on Saturday, Phillies game on Sunday. You're all over the place. That after going to games last weekend, no wonder your wife's going to be upset with you. She knows this is a tough stretch, man. October, when uh, you know, I, I go to a lot of Philly games because we're close to it, and uh, you know, the Yankee games, and uh, you know, with Taco Bell, they, you know, we're we're one of the MLB's biggest sponsors, so they definitely help me out. So yeah, and you're trying to get, you're trying to drag me down with you. Oh, Sal, you free? You believe? <laughs> believe me, I want to go. What do you want to get me divorced? Yeah, I'm sorry, honey. On my one day off, I'm gonna go down to Philly with Taco Frank and watch the freaking Phillies and Padres in the NLCS. One thing I got to tell you that that does, it is embarrassing. It's, it's because they haven't been in it in eleven years. But that stadium is just so crazy. They the Citizens Bank right now, man. You know the Yankees were in it every year, so it, you know you, you lose that. 
that passion which the Mets have a little bit. You know, the Mets came out of that, you know, with, with you guys and Stewart, man. I mean, that was, I mean, and part of that was because I'm sitting next to Zoo, dude, and that guy's an animal. <laughs> He's on <a> <laughs> When you're not, you know, the Phillies haven't been in it in so long that the stadium is just so there's electric. a there's a, an edge there, a roar there that you're right, and it's look, I love that ballpark to begin with. It's infectious. I don't care what fan you are when you see that type of energy at the ballpark. It's infectious. You want to be a part of it. So I get why you want to go to all these games. I would be tempted to go. I just. I can't make it work, even with the Yankees. I mean, if somebody would say to me, hey, Sal, you know, the station, whatever, hey, Sal, we got tickets for Saturday, I'd be like, I'd love to go. I can't, like, my wife would probably divorce me on spot if I said, I'm going to the Yankee game. I just can't, I can't do it. And now you bring up this stupid Black Friday games. Dude, what are they doing? You got games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You got games on Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Enough, enough already. Monday, Thursday, it's enough. It's, it's it's turning into Francesca's old kill the golden goose that he always used to say. You know, I, I don't know if they can ever do that with the NFL, but it is getting to be uh, a bit much with Thursdays, and then soon enough you're going to have Saturday games coming again. You know, yep. getting to November and then Sunday and Monday, and you know, on Sundays all day now. You know, you're, you know, especially if you have the London games. I mean, it's from it's from nine a.m. to midnight. You know, you're, 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 you're booked. Right? And, exactly. Uh, what are they doing to us? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a killer, man. But hopefully one day we get you out, man, and uh, and uh, get to another game with Stewart. And hey, I had my Phillies chant the other day. Did you hear my uh, my salute to Sal at the, at the Phillies game? I did hear that. Yeah, you were you were you having the uh, letting Atlanta have it after they got beat uh, in what game four there the other day, right? Yeah, well, I gave him the old, you know, I took your line there, the old Chuck and turn off, and then, you know, went through it. I don't know if you listened to it. Oh, but, no, I uh, did. I, I had, did listen to it. I just I had a little group, a little group of our, our guys that were with us, man, knew the history with you. So it's amazing, you know, how many people listen to the show uh, overnight, or, and then they see the stuff on Twitter. But um, Yeah, that thing blew all, up for Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. All right, Taco, good to hear from you. Good luck to your Yankees later on tonight, and enjoy the weekend. I do wish I could go out there. And check out one of these games, which is not feasible. Yeah, man, the the stuff with the football—it's just non-stop. Hard to justify it. To my wife, oh yeah, all day Sunday, the London game, the one o'clock, the four o'clock, the night game, baseball postseason on top of it. No, I mean, football is trying to kill marriages everywhere. What's Goodell doing? Three games on Thanksgiving. Now you add the Black Friday shopping day. Like, it's just, that's a no-go. No-go. Monday night, Thursday night. It just doesn't end. Now, I get it. Sports fan, especially if you have nothing else going on. You know, single me would love it. Single Sal? 20-year-old Sal? 25-year-old Sal? I love this life. Right now, it's just, it's re- it's relentless. The NFL's relentless. And I get especially screwed because Saturday football starts the weekend of my wife's birthday, usually. My wife's birthday is December 19th. And generally, whether it's that weekend or that week of, that Saturday is the first NFL Saturday game. So again, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a battle that there's no way I could win. I don't care if it's Jets or Giants. I, I I can't tell my wife on her birthday, hey, you know what? It's NFL Saturday. 
She might stab me. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I was just watching during the break the trailer for Creed 3. Have you seen this, Fleegs? Are you in on the Rocky movies? I'm assuming you are. Who isn't in the Rocky movies? I've seen the Rocky movies, but I actually haven't seen the Creed movies. Wow, they were very good. Now, I don't remember... I'll probably sit down and watch the two of them right before the third one comes out. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the second one, why I don't remember that. But they were... I, I remember enjoying them, especially the first one I thought was excellent. But I'd be curious to know if Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone is in this. This is directed by Michael B. Jordan, who plays Creed. Um, and they're going to continue on this, you know, the legacy of the Rocky thing and whatever. I'm just trying to see real quick. It doesn't look like Stallone is involved in it, which would suck and do they write him off as if he died in it i, I don't know uh i gotta go back and watch them all again it's always good to do that once a year go through the rocky movies in order when does this come out feels like a good way to spend black friday until next year <laughs> when you have an nfl game <laughs> yeah right exactly I, I wish i had the time to do it usually what i would do is my wife is asleep uh, unfortunately when she's asleep i'm working that's how it is now um i don't know when this is coming out here but Either way, I'm looking forward to that. And it is always good to see. I, I could watch those Rocky movies. And it probably should be a holiday thing. March, it comes out. All right, we still got time for that. 877-337-6666. Jimmy is in Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? Come on, Sal. We're talking about the Yankees. Let's not talk about Rocky, all right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be careful. I'll start talking about parking tickets again or speeding tickets. What's up, buddy? How are you, Jimmy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not down. I'm all right. It's one game. But, uh... Listen, I, I, I haven't lied to you all yet. I told you about Hicks sucks, Gallo sucks, Lemayu, Lemayu sucks, yeah, Schmidt sucks, and uh, Lucas Licky sucks, and Monso <laughs> sucks. Whoa. Your eyes don't, your eyes don't lie to yourself. Right. You see what you see. Come on, boom. Why would you put this kid in a hostile environment like Houston, and his second postseason try attempt in in, in, in a relief situation? I can understand Yankee saying, but you put him in one of the loudest stadiums in Houston, and you and, and you and you let him up to fail, which he did. And listen, Tanya wasn't that great either. Judge saved us that, but but in the first uh, in the first inning there, yeah, Judge made anyway. a great catch, but still, that's part of it. I mean, defense yeah, is, is part, a part of it. But of he, it. he gave up seven base runners and four runners. He, 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 I don't like him either. But well, who but, does? But the fact that he lasted—if I had a bet, Jimmy—if you and I were betting in that game, how many runs do you think Tyone would have given up in four innings? I probably would have said three. Yeah, at least, right? I would have taken the over. Matter of fact, I was looking at that number. The Astros' run total for the game, I couldn't believe it, was three and a half. And really? I was like, what, Tyone pitching? How are the Astros not going to score more than three and a half? But to their credit, you know, Tyone did his job. Four and a third, one run. Obviously, the Astros did end up getting the fourth run, but that was only because, you know, the Yanks' bullpen couldn't stop giving up home runs late. But anyway, I think Tyone was fine. But I get what you're saying overall. I wouldn't trust him. Well, and luckily we got the next three, uh, three, three good weeks, which could be aces going for us the next three starts. So hopefully that pans out for us. But hey, foul. I think uh, Stan, Stan, they're going to keep staying in left field. You got to remember, every time he plays the outfield, he hits good. He hit, he had three hits last night. Boone's not going to take him out of left field. You probably might get Peraza at shortstop. 
uh, kind of for left right there because he needs a right-handed bats in, and they'll probably put uh, Donaldson in as a DH, and Cabrera's going to sit again because he's not as good hit hit a right-handed as he's left-handed, so I don't think he'll be in the game. Probably have Peraza in that short. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about Cabrera before, you know, about facing the lefty. I still got to believe they're going to go back to him. They can't have him sitting on the bench in these first two games here. Uh, I don't know what they would do with Donaldson, Peraza, and Connor Falefa. I'm assuming it's going to be Cabrera, Connor Falefa at short, still stick with Donaldson and have Stan as DH. But, I mean, look, Jimmy, they, they're messing around with this lineup here. I, I don't get it in game one of the championship series while they're messing around with it. Like the kids said before, what, what are you doing? Uh, scientific experiments over here? Come on, with New York Yankees. Uh, hey, game one. Little- I'll give them a little bit of break tonight for the 17 strikers because we did fly twice to Cleveland and Houston in what, the last three days. So I'll give them a little break on that. But tonight, hopefully, behind Severino, they come out pulling. And you got to score first on this, get this lefty, knock him out of the game, get to that bullpen. Hey, Sal, uh, real quick, uh, what was I going to say to you? Uh, damn it, I lost my training toward again with you. Dolphins, what? Nets, what? What are we, what are we talking about? No, nah, not again. Oh, Judge. Listen, if Judge. <laughs> If he goes two for three for thirty this series, I'm sorry, but my fifty million dollar year contract is going to go down to like thirty five. If that. oh, you're taking your fifty yeah, million yeah, off yeah, the table? Got, hey, come on, hey, hey, Sal, you know baseball. You know Don, who Don Manley was. You know who Derek Jeter was. Bernie Williams, Reggie Jackson. If you want to get paid those big bucks, I don't care about getting the home runs during the year. You got you got to perform. Yankees are known for performances in the in the playoffs time. That's what you get paid for. But he did it. About... He did it two home runs in the five games in the division. Yeah, series. but he's Sal. He those two home runs. He's got he's got to do better. He's, he's a, Sal. Look, look what the kid of Quan, Quan did for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Look what this kid Payne, another rookie, did tonight yep. for, for his team. Come on, George. You get you, the numbers you put up this year. You got he's got to perform better, Sal. That's the bottom line. You've got to perform better. Well, he is their star, and I do agree with you, Jimmy, and thank you for the call. Thank you, bud. Good luck to your Yankees later on this evening in Game 2. Judge has to perform. I mean, we said that all year long, and all right, it's great that he's having this type of season, but if he doesn't do anything in the postseason, it's going to be problematic. And so far, it's been more bad than good, but he did hit two homers. And, I mean, it's uh, that's not bad when... We're considering it a bad series for Judge in the division series when he had actually two home runs in a five-game series. But you want more. And Judge going over in the ALCS first game, well, that's an issue. Glaber and Judge together atop the order hurts the Yanks if they're not performing, obviously. And then you look at last night, you combine that with Donaldson and Car- and Carpenter, how do you expect them to win? Then I they didn't score any runs. Those guys got a hit. Can't just be solo homers. Bader and Rizzo, that's it. And I know you could say, well, look at the Astros. Oh, they hit some solo homers. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They hit the ball hard though a lot. You know, Yankees judge making that great catch that could have changed things. Astros did have a couple more hits than the Yankees did. And the Astros put the ball in play. Yanks struck out 17 times. Goodness. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Morning, Sal. Disgusted. Disgusted. What are you kidding me? You can't, you can't, they can't hit Verlander. There's something about it, about Verlander that gets in their heads. And they just can't hit him. 
They had him on the ropes, too. Yeah, but Sal, having him on the ropes and executing in when you have this pitcher on the ropes is two different things. Am I right or wrong about that? No. Right. They, 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 they needed to knock him out. That, that's right. They had to knock him out. And, uh, uh, Judge, I'm, uh, you know, you, 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 look, he's got to perform like you just said. And if he doesn't perform, uh, then, we're, then they're not going anywhere. Then they're not going to go anywhere. Well, they have to hit in this series, Stuart. I think that's the big thing. You remember in 17 and again in 19, it was the same thing. They didn't hit enough. They didn't hit. Yeah. They did not hit against this team. And I I just don't, I hate the Astros going back to 1962. Why? Because when I was a Mets fan, I hated that guts. And in 69, they beat us out of 11, out of 11 of 12 times in 69 when, they, when, the Met, when we won the World Series. And in 86, you're right. Oh, I remember 86. And that was a great series. Mike Scott in Game 7, or else they, were, they probably would have lost back then. Oh, can you imagine that? Seven. If they face Mike Scott in Game 7 and we that never have 86 to talk about? Um, you know, speaking uh, of which, Stuart, you just made me think of something, and we'll get back to you in a second here. Braves fans, like, you know their mascot, Blooper? He mm-hmm. he was tweeting some stuff about me after the Braves won the division, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So once the Braves got bounced, I tweeted him, hey, Blooper, beat it. And then and he, he didn't answer you. No, he responded back with one phrase. You know what it what? was? 1986. And my thought. Hey, let, me ask, let me say something to yourself. Yeah. How many times did they win the division? And how many World Series did they win during right. those years? Right. One. Only uh, well, and then one last year. One. Right, but right. They're in 1995, uh, right. 95, obviously. They had been 95. Yeah, so they got embarrassed by the but, about. but my point is, think about this. So Blooper, this idiot mascot, and oh, other no. other idiot Braves fans, mm-hmm. tweeting me 1986, like that's going to hurt. I didn't take the time to respond back, but what I wanted to say was if you think bringing up 1986, which is arguably the greatest year that I have ever witnessed, even as a seven-year-old, you think that's going to hurt me, you are sadly mistaken. I love everything about the 1986 Mets. It's my favorite team of all time. So anytime anybody uses that as like a shot, like, oh, that's the last time they won, it makes me feel good. 1986 was a great year. It was a great year. It was a great year. Watching that place rock. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you're not a Met fan anymore. I told you, the coupon. Yeah, no, I know, I get it. Come on, Sal. The coupon, what what so, did they do, Sal? I get it, I Sal. get it. So, they did, they got some goo, yeah. as we would say. How you doing <laughs> How you doing here? How you feeling for game two tonight with Seve? I feel good with Seve. Definitely. What's there not to feel good about? He pitched pretty well, and he pitched. He last few outings he's been pretty good, but they have to hit. If we if the Yankees don't hit, we're not going anywhere. Another thing is, is they they have. I don't. I don't know what's with this juggling of the lineup, and I don't understand one thing. What? Why is they? Why are they doing all this analytics in a series where you have to go based on your gut? Not on the stupid analytics. Analytics mm-hmm. are killing baseball. It's killing it, killing it, killing it. They are going based on on paper. What's on paper? You have to go. These people are human beings, and they are going based on their emotions and their feelings. And you can't translate that onto paper. No way, no how. 
Yeah, maybe they use it as a, a factor, the, know, it's a, it's the a human crutch. element. Yeah, no, well, it's they, I, I mean, the Yankees have been heavily reliant on well, the data. Well, you don't know what they should get unheavily involved. Use it a little bit. Don't go stupidly crazy. Well, I don't, I don't mind it to help build a ball club or help evaluate players. I don't mind players. that either, but you want to know, like, when they get into the game, the me- mechanism of the game. All right, filling out, the, filling out the lineups, which pitchers to use, no, who to bring in here. The pitchers from... The pitcher has different uh, on different nights. They have different stuff, different angles, different velocity, and they don't. And that analytics can't delve into that. You can't delve into every night with the same piece of paper is going to tell you the same thing because the pitcher is going to be doing it from a different angle, maybe, or with different speeds on different pitches. That's what they. That's what they don't understand. And thank God the shift is leaving next year because enough already. Yeah, I know. Well, that's another okay. thing. And what do you think about the umpiring? Don't you want robot umps? Uh, do I want robot umps? Mm-hmm. You're an old, you're yes. an old timer like myself. We go, we're old school, but right. I've come around to it. Do I've I? come around to it big time because they miss so many calls during the course of a game. It makes my head spin. Did you they watch the game that? last night? Where were you watching the game? Partially in my house. What do you mean partially? You listened or you watched? I watched a little bit of it. Don't forget, what time do I get up in the morning? Oh, at 3 a.m. what? Oh, 2.30, 3 o'clock. All right, so you fell asleep early? Yeah, I, but I don't, I'm not going to stay up till, till the end of the game and then get up at that time. Why the game? Well, I know, but Stuart, you don't you want to watch the game? So, if I get up now after watching the game, I'm still going to be asleep by the time I, I get, get to go outside. What time are you going to bed tonight? Tonight? Yeah. Or today, what time do you sleep? Uh, what time I go to bed? Yeah. When I go to the, tomorrow's a gym day. Tonight I go to bed about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So you're not even going to watch the game tonight? Ah, uh, Sal, the gym is more important. Yeah, tell me about it. In shape. I got to keep myself in shape. Oh, that is that is true. I, I respect my, the I got to keep my I got to get my beauty sleep, and I got to keep myself in shape. I got to keep myself at one hundred sixty-seven pounds. And what are you at right now? One sixty-seven. What is it? One what? One sixty-seven. And that's where you got to keep yourself there. I got to keep myself there. Yeah, you you seem. And, and how, how old are you, Stuart? Seventy. Yeah, you keep yourself in better shape than Fleegs and I. We're on the overnights. Uh, we can't get it. We can't get in a gym routine. Can't do anything going on over here. Well, you know what? Let's say this much: you have too much going on. Well, Based I know. On like New York, the show, all your appearances, all your stuff that you do. You have not. Where do you have time? And besides, if you don't make time for your wife, she'll say, "Arrivederci." Yeah, you, <laughs> you're not kidding, Stuart. <laughs> and then, like yeah, then I'll be looking to come in room with you in Brooklyn. No problem. You can yeah. come anytime. Well, all right, Stuart. I appreciate that. Hey, well, Sal, listen. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, let's say this much. They have to hit. Yeah. No, that's it. To, but you want to know what the baseball should divulge itself of all this analytics? I mean, what is wrong with baseball? Baseball used to be played your old school so much. Baseball used to be played with guts and managers having a brain, not relying on paper. With no managers, they don't manage. They they apply that data, Stuart. And thank you for the call. As always, appreciate you checking in. They apply that data. Boone's a data applicator. He's not a manager. He's a data applicator. It drives me nuts when they overdo it. Cabrera should not have been out of the lineup. And how could they justify going back to Connor Falefa after pulling him in 
two elimination games in game four and game five. You know, whether you want to say that he used the data for the lanes, so to speak, that they want Clark Schmidt in or anybody else in the bullpen, they want to use him in certain lanes. All right. But the lineup, after watching with your own eyes what Connor Falefa has done at short, after knowing Carpenter has been out for two months, after knowing Cabrera has been a jolt to this team, I don't know. I didn't like that lineup at all. And I just do feel like Boone does not manage with his gut. He doesn't manage nearly enough. He goes based off of the data, based off of what is supposed to happen. Well, this happened here, so we're going to go with this. X versus Y equals Z, and has to work, doesn't it? Wrong. Doesn't add up. 877-337-6666. Keep going with your calls. Yankees lose game one of the ALCS to the Astros. Long series. Yanks will be okay. Get it? K. 17 strikeouts for the Yankees. The offense couldn't get the job done. Frustrating night for sure. But seriously, all joking aside, everything's still right there in front of them. Go out there tonight, score some runs for Severino, and have confidence that Sevy will get the job done. And look, if they don't, the Yankees don't win this game, this to me is a must-win. Not an actual must-win, but it's a must-win game. If you want to win the series, Yankees got to win this game. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going up till 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Game two, Yankstros. Really, does anything else matter? We touched a little bit in the open just talking about how the Knicks and Nets actually played, but nothing else matters in my world. What about yours? I mean, in the sports world, when things like this happen, there there is nothing anybody can do to convince me otherwise. And I watched a little bit of the Knicks game. I happened to be at SMY, so I had two TVs in front of me. So I put the Knicks on one of them. I did not watch one second of the Nets game. I'm sorry. Don't care at this particular point. It's not an anti-Nets thing. And I saw that they got smoked by the Pelicans. Not a good start for Brooklyn. And so, you know, some of the reporters are saying it looks like they never played together. I, I just don't get it. With all the talent that they have, I don't understand how that continues to happen. But I'll get into it as the season goes on. But even the Knicks, all right, I had it on. I didn't really watch the game. I saw enough to know that Cam Reddish had a big game and R.J. Barrett did not, which is frustrating. John Morant's a superstar. But nothing matters in New York sports outside of the Yankees right now. That's it. They are the show in town. Even with the Jets and Giants having success. And, you know, on Sunday, you know, during the day, you get into the football, you watch it, whatever. But as far as the talking point goes, this is the American League Championship Series. This is a rematch, third time over now, three times in the last six seasons that the Yankees are playing the Astros in the Championship Series. And the Yanks have to beat this friggin' team. It's time. This is it. That is all that matters in New York sports right now. Well, plenty of time to talk about the Knicks and the Nets or the Rangers and even the Jets and the Giants. That's why the Yankees take priority right now. Alex is calling from Long Island. What's up, Alex? Hey, Sal. How we doing, brother? How are you, Alex? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Appreciate it. I always do my drive-in in the morning with you. You know, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning for work, so 
It's nice to have a little company on the road. Thank you. But uh, I was listening to some of the other callers, you know, Stuart and whatnot. Um, you know, listen, last night, I, I, I don't take that as the series uh, definition, if, if that sounds about right. You know, we got to Verlander, not for nothing. I wouldn't say we got to him as far as the hits go, but he was at 43 pitches in the second inning. We had runners on first and second in the first. We had runners second and third. Going back to what you said, we got a hit. But listen, we got to their ace. In the second inning, 43 pitches. The kid wasn't too crazy. You know, his control was a little bit all over the place. But, you know, he had some guys popping up a lot. And listen, let's look at the final score at the end of the day. 4-2. to two. Had they capitalized on first and second? Had they capitalized on second and third? Mm-hmm. We're looking at a, a totally different game. And not for nothing, you know, the, the guys looked a little uh, serious stiff. You know, they had their drinks after they won the division. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that that know? has to do with it. I mean, the Yankees haven't hit in no, Houston, listen. period. 2017, 2019, and again in game one. Now, you're right. This is not going to be a series-defining game. Now, that may come later tonight Correct. in game two. This was a game that the Yanks had a chance to steal. Nobody was expecting the Yankees to really win this game. We thought they might compete and thought they had a shot, which they did. They didn't get it done. The bats were awful. The bullpen wasn't great. But the Yankees will not be defined in this series by game one. This was The Astros had to win this game. They, see, this was Without a doubt. Yeah, game two was a must win for the Yanks. Game one was Correct. a must win for the Astros. With Verlander going against Tyone, they had to win that game. Today could be a huge game. They win today. You get to go back to the Yankee Stadium. You got some games at home. I mean, this is this is a big one. You know, not for nothing. You gotta you this gotta put it. everyone in that you need to. This is I, this I, I is the game. Don't know. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Uh, you know, with some of the changes, like I, I don't know if it was you or Stewart that mentioned it with with Connor for life for putting him back in. I mean, some of, some of the fielding choices and plays, and then we got a swap. I mean, the kid was playing good. He had some momentum going with the team, so. We need to get rid of, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say get rid of the analytics, but a little bit less of the analytics, and let's just get back to some of the fundamentals. One more point, and then I'll let you go. End of the season, if the Yankees get eliminated here, mm-hmm. my personal guess, Boone is gone, Mattingly is in. How yeah, do you so, feel about that? So, I don't think that's going to happen, and thanks for the call, Alex. Appreciate you checking in. I, somebody mentioned that yesterday. I, I don't see it being the case. Now, would fans want that? A hundred percent. Yes, I think fans would want that. Booing out, Mattingly in. I do not believe the Yankees would do that. More specifically, I don't think Cashman would do that unless somebody said to him flat out, and we know George is not here, so who's going to say that at this particular point? Unless somebody said to him, hey, that's enough. Boone's done. We're going with Donnie Baseball. I just... Yeah, for nostalgic purposes, and, and you know, I get it. It'd be exciting to see Mattingly back in a Yankee uniform, and not everybody loves Boone. I, the Yankees had their chance to move on from Boone last year after a terribly disappointing season, and they doubled down. They re-signed him. He's not going anywhere. You want Donnie Baseball, Marco, as your manager? Would you fire? No. Let's say the Yankees get swept here. No. You don't, no. want, you don't want him, or you like Boone, or, I, or both? I don't like Boone. I don't hate Boone. I don't think Boone is the problem. Right. Um, but no, I don't think Mattingly would solve anything, and I don't see what the purpose would be to just flip him out. I mean, what's unless you drastically change their approach and how they put together a roster, right. what the hell is the difference? No, it's not a difference. That's why this is always, and I joke around and call Boone a data applicator. 
This is not on him. It's never been on Aaron Boone. It's not. And he does a good job with getting the clubhouse. They like him. They play hard. Like, I know those are things that you're supposed to do because you're a professional, mm. but he gets that. Look, he's even keel. He gets them to be able to get the most out of their ability because they don't feel like they're, I don't know, whether it's the Joe Girardi people are on top of them. They don't feel right. the pressure of it. So he does a good job in that regard. My, my favorite part of the season from Boone was when he did this. Remember when he slammed the table down? That was great. Yeah, I mean, again, he's not going to give you a whole heck of a lot. Now, Mattingly's good with the media, too. He got ticked off, though. I like that. Right, but I mean, like, Mattingly's good with the media, too. Boone's good with the media. He he doesn't say anything. He doesn't give you anything, but it's even keeled. That's what what most rosters need. That's what most clubhouses need. And then it's about talent and being able to put through. Now, again, do I think that Aaron Boone truly made the decision to go with Frankie Montas in the seventh and trying to get more outs out of Clark Schmidt and going with Miguel Castro in the eighth inning? I don't. You think it's front office? I do. I think they walked Predetermined? Into, I yeah. think they walked in with a plan, and I don't think he's truly allowed to deviate from the plan. And I think that's a problem, but I don't put that on Boone. I think that's right. that's coming from well, higher and, above. And that's why I call him a data applicator. And by the way, with Cashman and Boone, it's like, what is it going to take to get either of these guys out of here? They just Last year was the year to do it, after last year. If the Yankees were going to make a change, that was it. They did not. I think we're looking at these guys for the next several years, at least. I think Cashman definitely comes back. There's You don't think Boone would? Oh, Boone's definitely coming back for at least a year, but what did he sign a three-year deal? Yeah, something So, like, like look, if this happens again, you wind up in the wild card and get bounced next year, I could see them moving on from Boone and trying to scapegoat change, him at some point. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't think Cashman's going anywhere after a 99-win season, them getting to the ALCS, they'll lose to the Astros, and it'll be, well, he put the right players there. They just couldn't get over the humper. Oh, it's a crapshoot, the postseason yeah, crapshoot. Yeah. The, look at the injuries in the bullpen, and they didn't have their full roster, right. bah, 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 and it's the same story over and yeah. over and over. If they wouldn't have got there, if he doesn't make this trade. What would you would- do? Would you keep Cashman? <sighs> Because I think you could make a legitimate argue, uh, argument either way. I know he's a great general manager, but my thinking was, hey, sometimes you just need to change. The same way that Cashman dumped Girardi after getting to Game 7 of 2017 was what? Well, we just felt like we needed a new voice. It was time. Well, that's how I feel about Cashman at times. I, I Look, I would love to sit here and tell you that Cashman should be back because of all the good that he's done. I'm in 100% agreement with you. It's enough. It's time. Now, and it's not a knock on him. Right. It's not to say that he's a bad GM. And he or he's done a, job a bad in a job. Second, right. Yeah, he's done a great job over 20 plus years. I know, oh, well, no title since 09. Yeah, I get it. Who are you going to replace him with? You know what? Yeah. Sometimes it is. It's just the idea of we need a new philosophy. Correct. And a I think the Yankees vision. are dying for a new philosophy of putting this roster together because it hasn't worked. Bingo. That's that's the, you, you just nailed it. I don't want to keep you any longer. I know you, you know, want to get out of here. Be careful speeding. You don't want to speed home and get one of those tickets again. How'd you do yesterday? All right, you think? Uh, I'm all right as long as the ho- I can get out of here because I'm a Jersey guy. So the Holland Tunnel, we're five minutes away. I can get in now. It's when coming here when it's not on the night. When shift. does that close? The Holland Tunnel. The Holland Tunnel closed Jersey bound into the city, so inbound into the city at night. What but time? Still- like midnight? I think it's eleven. Okay, but I can still get home because the. The outbound is still open. That's so all I'm you care good about. Getting out of here. Yeah, once I get to Jersey, we don't we don't do that now stuff. Now, what do you have to do 25. in that case? You have to go all the way up to the Lincoln Tunnel. That when you're coming in, if it's after eleven, I got to go through the Lincoln, and then I got to come down through New York. That's where I get hit by all those stupid. Oh, uh, right, because you're driving a lot more in the city. That's where you wind up. Yeah, Ninth Ave or whatever, wherever road you take. Well, what's with the Holland Tunnel? Is everything is? It, will there ever be a point? Where we could actually just drive on these roads without things being shut down. You should have been here the first night it happened. It was right after everything with COVID started, April of 2020. It was just one morning where 
I was looking around and Eddie wasn't here. And Eddie usually yeah. gets here, you know, three thirty ish, three fifteen, three forty five. We're after four o'clock and Scazzeri's not here. And I'm starting to wonder if something wrong. They shut down the Holland Tunnel. No notice. There was a little thing. We searched their website. It was hidden in there. Starting this date, it was that morning. Mm-hmm. The Holland Tunnel is closed into New York City from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. for the next two years. Oh, oh all right. great. Yeah, no no need for a sign. You guys put up signs for everything. Yeah. No need for a sign. No two warning. No years. notice. And it's been, obviously, over two years at this point. And I, then I got that. I got caught after in that. that. They're doing the reverse. It's going to be closed outbound for two years. Right now, they closed oh, one. Are you if you, kidding me? The people who work nope. the shift here, like I used to, leaving at midnight, going to Jersey. They're, they're screwed. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, I guess I'm not looking at Jersey anytime soon. I, I got that. Please, I actually did the same thing as Eddie. I got to the mouth of the Holland, and I was like, why am I not allowed to? I had to f- double back and go to the la- I almost missed oh the first stop. Oh, my God. I, can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't take it. And then I think about, oh, I just move into the city, and then I walk in the city streets, and I'm like, this is not the city I remember pre-pandemic. <laughs> it would have happened to everybody that morning. It would have happened to Jerry Al, the problem. Again, a month into COVID, everybody else was working from home. Oh, there's just no good way to do it. Even working from home, I'm sick of that. I was just telling you, I didn't want to do that anymore. Well, my favorite part of the outbound, at least I can get out with the Holland, but we always got to close a lane just because we're going yeah, too right. fast. Slow it down. Right. Slow it down. There's no reason. There's nobody on the road. Let's you right. know, clean the Holland Tunnel, so let's close a lane. The old let's turn eight lanes in a one trick right. that they do for you. You're thinking, oh, this is great. I'm going to cruise. It's 11 o'clock at night, whatever time it may be. Midnight. Yep. There's always something. <laughs> Well, you should be thankful for those because then you can't get a speeding ticket. Yeah, right, exactly. They prevent you from being able to go over 25.